Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. This is another episode of Lucha World. This is Vandal the Love Handle Drummond, who is a total klutz when it comes to any kind of recording apparatus. And I am with, here with a guy who makes sure I do it right, Alfredo Esparza. <laughs> the, guy, the guy in agreement. <laughs> That's right. He's nodding in agreement. Yeah. This is something that we were discussing on the first take of this podcast is that he nods in agreement when he knows I'm doing something ridiculous and he shakes his head vehemently when he knows I'm continuing to do we're, things. We're probably going to have to do this over the phone again. Poor Superboy's going to be calling like an hour. An hour. It's definitely working this time. Now, we're here with the uh, longtime legend of Los Angeles wrestling, Superboy, who uh, I was looking through photos that I took of you in 1989 in San Bernardino Arena for Red Bastine's win promotion. And what I'll never forget about that day is uh, that was the first time I actually really saw you in action, aside from your debut in 1987. And you blew a lot of minds with your flying then. Uh, Then Dan Farron also reminded me that that day was... Not just the first day I ever snapped pictures of you, but it's the first day that I met Dan Farron, uh, Johnny Legend, Broadway Danny Wolf, and as you and just, Pat Hoed. and Pat Hoed, <laughs> as you just reminded me, uh, and who's Pat, Larry Rivera? Larry Rivera, the renowned XPW announcer, and uh, in fact, in the photo of you doing the backflip uh, with uh, Principe Indu, your big bro. You see Pat Hoen in the background with a finger up in the air, probably saying, Dude! (laughs) (laughs) And uh, uh, as I think I gave away already, this is our second take of this interview. We were a few minutes into it, but uh, the most uh, famous story about you working with a win promotion was your paycheck. Tell us about that. Oh, yes, my famous paycheck. We waited up until like 3 o'clock in the morning just to get paid. We walk up to this window... How long, we get, ta- how long was the taping for that show? Was it? Yeah, it was. It was. They did the, sh- the, the, the. Yeah, but you know, they had us like just waiting there. Like, like in any other promotion, when they went, come time to pay. I remember going out of TJ and getting like waiting till like two or three o'clock in the morning just to get paid, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, we went up to this little window and we were there, and you know, everybody got their check. And I, I didn't really notice at the time, to be honest. Uh, and I grabbed it and I looked at it. And I was about to put it on my wallet. Like, Wait a minute. It's a super boy right here. <laughs> so, and then I told my brother, hey, bro, let me see your check. And it said Capitan Oro. I go, what the <laughs> hell? Where are we going to change these, man? But that's not, the, that's, not the, that's not the worst part of it. Yeah. They, when, they give, when they finally give us a legit uh, check. check with our name... Uh, we went to our local uh, supermarket to change the checks, uh, and they bounced. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Quite a lesson in your rookie years. Yeah. I, I think you've been wrestling, what, about two years at that time? Yeah, just about. Just now, about. I remember, uh, I didn't realize it until later, but uh, uh, Fisico and I actually saw your debut match in San Bernardino two years earlier. Where it was you, and I don't remember who we were teaming with, but it was against Los KKK. Yes, Los KKK, it was um, either... the It was the same guy both of the times I wrestled. Mm-hmm. First, he wrestled as Centella Roja. I remember him from okay. the handful of Juan, Juan Rojas. He was one of my padrinos. 
And the second time around, I wrestled him under the Nino Asesino. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, and, and I remember, and that's when I actually got my, my name, you know, it, it's funny because I was still training at the time, I was way ahead of my time, and I remember uh, somebody not showing up for the show, and Sergio Platalito Garcia comes up to me and says, hey dude, you know, we need one more, you know, why don't you suit up, and um, I go, dude, I don't even have, suit up with what, I don't have anything, <laughs> oh, just go to the back, you know, you, you know it's part from the guys. Like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to wrestle. Then I remember my, my dad coming up to me and saying, "Dude, in this life, we have to do a little bit of everything, except being gay." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "All right, you know." But it's luckily the guy showed up. So, anyways, yeah, I didn't wrestle that day. But um, after the show was over, I remember Patanito uh, crouching down, you know. Uh, you know, doing his show for next week, and you know, he calls up my dad and he goes, Okay, so uh, I'm booking your son next week, so what are we gonna call him? My dad said, Oh, just uh, put Superboy. I said, Oh, wait a minute, I don't like that name, and I just do pull the Superboy, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and the name stuck, yeah, the name, the name stuck. stuck, yeah, yeah, that's very you know, good. after after Gil wanted to change it, change it like five times. <laughs> were there any? What, yeah. what were those names that he wanted to change them to? Actually, he never, he never liked the me. idea of me calling me uh, calling me Superboy. Yeah. So he back in Hako Plaza there was this one wrestler car called Spartan Boy. Oh jeez. Remember Spartan Boy? I now, now when you said your dad says you have to do everything but being gay. Now Spartan Boy sounds really gay. I know, I know. And everybody should try everything once. So did, did you try? Oh gay? no, no. It, <laughs> Oh yeah, it was Spartan Boy. So Gil said, "I got a name for you. You're gonna you're gonna call yourself Spartano, mm-hmm. like Spartan, like yeah. Yes. That's yes. not that bad, you know. Yeah, you know, I said, oh, okay, I'll give it a try." So you know, I I had somebody. It was in Antonio. It was remember that guy used to wrestle as Beethoven. Oh, oh from geez. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. I remember yeah, that well. yeah. Carlos. Carlos. Yeah. yeah. So he had. Uh, he actually he made my first mask. And, Did Beethoven uh, wrestle with that little like wig? Oh, that would have been cool if he no. did. No, he didn't. He uh, just he had a mask with like some musical notes on yes. it. Yes, I remember That's that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he made the mask for me. I can't remember if he, it was him or Antonio. I can't remember. So, anyways, um, that yeah, I, I wrestled a couple of times with that name. I, I didn't like it. He had me working uh, as a baby face. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to be a heel. And, I, you know, and I worked good as a, as a face. But, um, you know, you don't, I didn't feel comfortable. Right. I, didn't, I, I just wanted to go out and explode and, yeah. and do what I do. And, you know, wanted, I wanted to change everything up. And, you know, and a lot of people didn't agree with it because... Um, they have the, the you know we were still it was still old school you know yes. you had to follow you had to follow that way of wrestling and as a matter of fact I remember uh, later on in I think it was like 90, 90 I think it was like 93 or 94 mm-hmm. I oh my god yeah it was like 90, you know, 93 94 I got to wrestle um, Liz Mark Mm, very nice. Liz Mark, it was um, at a one of Antonio's show. Liz Mark, uh, Corsario de Plata. Yes. And Triton. 
against uh, Gran Marcus Jr., Gori Chavez, and myself. So anyways, you know, and, and I went in there and I did my stuff and I jumped and I did all these kinds of stuff. And, and that was me. That was just me. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and I remember after the show, Les Mark pulling me to the side and he goes, hey, you know what? Uh, you're a really good wrestler, but you got to make up your mind. You're either a heel or you're a baby face. You know, uh, for a heel... You're too much of a baby, baby yeah. face. You do all these nice that stuff. high flying and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you gotta, you know, tone it down. And if you wanna be a, a ruler, you have to tone it down. You know, I took it. In, I took in the advice. I thanked them. You know, and you know, that's one thing that's really uh, that got me through in this business. That you know, you uh, take criticism from everybody and you take it in good. Yeah. You know, and and, and you know that's just being humble. You know, you don't turn around and, and disrespect the people. And, you know, especially when it's coming from somebody that's been in the business for a while. Yes, and and has some success. Who's that Mark. Mark, yes. yes. Not Ejo de Liz Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Whole different ballgame. Oh, that would have been different, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, now, you know, we, we were briefly ta- mentioned a few minutes ago Hadco Plaza. And I have to say, before I knew you, I went to my first Hadco Plaza show in 1981 and... I was blown away. Never have I ever seen a better organized independent promotion with quality wrestling from the opening match. What I loved about the opening matches were you had guys doing really solid holds, but they weren't doing these high spot fests. They weren't trying to upstage the main eventers. It was a really disciplined show. And when I went to my first show, you were probably in the arena the same mm-hmm. night, mm-hmm. but you were probably like, what, 10 or 11? Yeah, yeah, just about, uh, you know, um, yeah, it was about 11 years old. Yeah, and, you know, your father was uh, the wrestler, the late El Moro, who was a uh, yeah. hell of a worker and hell of a guy, and just tell us, kind of, what was it like, you know, uh, coming to Los Angeles and you know, being a little kid with your father, being a part of the pioneering uh, L.A. lucha scene. Well, you know what? I, I, I really have to say it. I don't want to give my dad a lot of props. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, when we... I remember it was like back in... I want to say as back as 74. Because mm-hmm. I know my younger brother was in born. And I remember walking into Lorena Center that was located in uh, East L.A., right on Whittier. Um, one block away from Arizona. Mm-hmm. And it was this old theater. And as you walked in, you know, where they sell the, cons- the concession stand, where they sell the popcorn and everything, yes. they had the little dolls, the wrestling dolls, and the mascaras. And I remember every time walking in, asking my dad to buy me a mascara or buy me a doll. And I never did. I never did. I'm on nuts, cabron. So, anyways. Um, I remember watching Al Murrieta, yes. and Al Murrieta caught my eye because yeah. he was a he was a, a, a really uh, hard wrestler. And I remember he would grab his opponents and he would you know clench his fist and bam bam like two or three punches, boom, and then he would let him go. And you know the guy was you know dying over here, and then he would look into the crowd and he would pull out his teeth. Oh, no, he would pull out his teeth and he started, he started poking this guy in the forehead. Oh, and the guy was screaming and yelling. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Al Murrieta. Al Murrieta. That guy was, uh, he probably won't go down in history, but he should because that guy yeah, was an amazing wrestler. Yeah. 
and 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 he was he was for the longest time. You know, I'm pretty sure he was still living here. He will probably still be wrestling. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Whenever I'd look at Almerietta, I think of those old spaghetti western <laughs> flicks of Sergio Leone, and you'd see Clint Eastwood in a gun battle with these just nasty-looking dudes, and I said, <laughs> Almerietta looks like he'd be one of those nasty dudes. Only difference is he would kill Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood would not win this match. And the other the other guy I remember was Cody um, Chavez, because he used to he used to come out in this gorilla outfit, uh, um, and and. I can't remember. I think it was Gorilla Chavez or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the other person was this old. He was old even back then. Like, uh, uh, Moikam Bull or something, I think his mm-hmm. name was. His, he, he had the gimmick of an Indian. Yeah. And he would just sit down in the corner and crouch and be there for like 10 minutes and meditating and <laughs> oh trip out yeah it was That's funny kind of it was funny it was really cool i used to like it back at the time but um those are the people that i remember and um the promotion was not that all that good mm-hmm. you know it lacked it lacked promotion and it lacked uh um you know people uh just taking control over that place and uh i remember my dad um having conversations with gil at Gil's Garage, um, as to opening up a, a new place, and I remember this this one call by the name of Pendulion. Mm-hmm. He used to visit Gil a lot, so they all got together. And I can't remember who found the place, but I remember going with my dad to check out the place. This was back in '78. Mm-hmm. Back in '78, we went to go check out this place. And it was the legendary Hatko Plaza. Yes. And um, and like I said a while ago, not to put my dad over or anything, but uh, thanks to his promotion skills and his uh, matchmaking skills, that place really, really went over. Um, I remember my dad. Uh, my dad uh, had a few friends from from Budweiser, so he had like um, uh, Budweiser spots for them. My dad, got, my dad was the one that got that sponsor. Wow. I remember and, every uh, week the vendors with all the beer going exactly, around peddling yeah, it. Yeah. And at the year end Christmas show, they're actually giving away beer to the audience. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I I met uh, Katakun Lee in mm-hmm. Japan, and you know he was a really hell of a nice person. And I go, well, you know, uh, believe it or not, but I I met you back in the eighty something. At Los Angeles, Hako Plaza. Goes, dude. Uh, all I can remember from that is is this one wrestler. I can't remember his name, but he was he filled up my bag with with Budweisers. <laughs> I go, dude. That was my dad. Yeah. <laughs> that was my dad. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so anyways, yeah, yeah. You know, my dad had a real real eye for everything. You know, and I remember my dad moving around, and saying, okay, you know, he would go out there, and this is what I tell I tell a lot of the guys, you know, go out there, look at the matches, you know, scout the people, look at the people, look how they wrestle. When you get a chance to wrestle them, you know, you know what to expect, you know yeah. what to do. You know, not only that, look at the crowd, look at the people, you know, work with the ref, work with the people. You know, it's a, it's, you know, a lot of people think it's just going in there and screaming and yelling, but no, it's a, it's a whole different ball game. When I started working, I got a, I got around a lot, and I understand the business right away. It just clicked. It just like clicked, you know. So a lot of guys take a long time to 
just to process or to uh, uh, understand the concept of you know how the difference or styles or whatever. Yeah. When you have TV time, you know, uh, time is short. Uh, <clears throat> you got to remember camera angles. You got to remember this. Got to remember that. And I remember just going in there and just you know, um, I had a I had a like. Everything came easy. Everything came easy. Mm-hmm. I really didn't struggle with a lot of the stuff. Did you want to be a wrestler from the very beginning? I never did want to be a wrestler. Yeah, I'll be straight honest. How about I, your brothers? Your brothers weren't really. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, my brothers actually, uh, uh, Principe Indu, uh was not an age at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you remember, but back then, you, you still had the Consumer Affairs. You still had uh, the, the Comisión de Box Lucha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, athletic. exactly. Yeah, State every athletic. Year you had to get so, yeah, you had to get licensed every year. You had to go to the doctor, and, and you know, you had, to, and you had to be 18 years and over. Mm-hmm. My brother, Gustavo, was, I think he was barely turning like 15 mm. when he debuted back in 79. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, but he was a big dude. You know, he was he was a big dude. So was he able to just? Yeah, yeah. He got he got away with his with his uh, appearance, and uh, I think a uh, uh, um, fake ID. <laughs> yeah. Remember we we used to live near Alvarado, so we had yeah, the you know, hookup. Yeah. Was the doctor named Bernhard Schwartz the famous Bernhard? Yes, Schwartz? the big guy with a beard. Yes, because yeah. I got I got my first wrestling license. From I him. did. I did too. And I remember sitting down and saying, "Oh, wonder I I wonder if my blood pressure is higher." Or mm. It wasn't, but I was saying, oh, yeah. "I wonder if everybody's going to seem good." But when I looked down at his sheet, he had all the vitals already filled out for me. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name, kid? Kurt Brown. He took my blood pressure, yeah. and then he passed me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, you know, um, I, it was the same guy, I, and I remember the only person I guess he never passed was Golden Iron. I remember Golden Iron. Okay, he had uh, issues with the uh, high blood pressure. Oh, really? It's like, oh, no, no, you can't. Was that bad? <laughs> well, Golden Iron, if I remember right, he was on some massive juice. Oh, I remember God, yeah. seeing him like, whoa, what, what is this yeah. guy putting in his Cheerios? I know, I know. Yeah, that's like like the first, first big guy i ever seen, you know, in wrestling, you know. Um, yeah, really good friend, really good guy, really nice guy. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, going down again to Hanko Plaza. Um. Uh, yeah, I was a kid, and and I remember everybody, everything like if it was yesterday, man. Oh, those were yeah, great memories. Yeah. Every Sunday night at five o'clock, they never skipped weeks. No. It was it, for I it was think, happening, dude. I think almost happening. ten years they ran. Yeah, actually, they ran. No, it was less. I wish it was ten, but they ran from nineteen seventy eight to till nineteen eighty five, mm-hmm. but. Uh, 83 going into 84 uh, it changed the owners mm-hmm. the promotions it was still called the same thing except that Bendulion was not the promoter anymore okay well okay. I actually remember the difference okay the yeah and it was um, Ramon Villanueva mm-hmm. who took over uh, you probably remember him um, he was the guy that he was the other guy taking pictures all the time skinny yes kind of tall kid Ramon okay. Villanueva so he started promoting, mm-hmm. and again in '83, my dad was the was the uh, he was the CEO. <laughs> he was he was the, the 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 you know the guy in charge because they had a, a, a they had like um, he was a matchmaker. No, no, no. They, 
tenían una, una mesa directiva. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they had... They, they, had a, they had a writing team? <laughs> they didn't have no, a writing no, team, no, but they, they had somebody that would take care of... My dad was a matchmaker. Yeah, yeah, like, a, like uh, an office. They had an office. Yeah, yeah, they had an office. Basically, they did have yeah. an office. And they had certain people taking care of mm -hmm. certain stuff. Yeah. You know, and Gil being the way he was always... You know, he always wanted to be... You know, the head gaucho there. So, you know, my dad was always cool with that. He goes, you know, you know, my dad was the matchmaker for so many years mm -hmm. uh, since he started all the way till 83. And I remember uh, uh, um, Jesse Garcia took over my dad's spot. Oh. As a matter of fact, they had a, like, a, they had a big argument. And, dude, uh, ever since Jesse Garcia went there, he only lasted one year. And he mm -hmm. brought the place down. See, I always wondered what had changed because remember how earlier I said yeah. said the opening match. Well, that's what changed. Yeah. They, they took out, they took my dad from office. Yeah, because I remember the opening yeah. matches. They would be really solid hold for hold matches, mm -hmm. and then I remember one week I came and the opening match was one long rest hold, and I'm like, whoa, what happened? Mm -hmm. Something changed here, you know? Yeah, yeah. and not only that, uh, you could see the difference. As far as the matches went, yeah, you know, every match had a storyline. Every match had, mm -hmm. you know, uh, a, a sequence, mm -hmm. and you could see this, you know, Sunday by Sunday, when my dad was taken out. Uh, like I said, Jesse Garcia took over, uh, and it, it, everything went just down the drain. Mm -hmm. And um, after that, uh, uh, the promoter just bailed. And the place was out for like a year. Mm -hmm. And then they started promoting again, like the late 84, up until 85. Oh. Now, didn't Hatco Plaza get bought by a church or something? Yeah, they like got that? bought by a church. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a beautiful place. And you know what the sad part about this? Mm -hmm. uh, I... I I don't want to say the name, but there was somebody that was really greedy. Because mm -hmm. I don't want him to be offended because yeah. I have right. a lot of care no, for this person. Yeah. He was really, really... Come well, on, if I can so say the name, but you can cut it out. Superboy, it's the podcast. Oh, you can tell us afterwards. <laughs> yeah, tell us afterwards. <laughs> you can tell us okay, afterwards. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, so anyway, so and, and, but this, this person was so greedy that um, it came to the point where they could have bought the building. Mm -hmm. they, were, they were really doing really good. It was doing The, the place was doing really good. They got to pop. The, they got to bought the building because they the, the, did come into conversations, mm -hmm. and they had a chance to buy the building. They just didn't. They didn't. Oh, and man. the place was beautiful. Yeah. It had, you know, it it it, it was. Um, it had. Um, how do you call it? Two 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 floors. It was two. Uh, they had like. Uh, Two, those salones. Those yeah, salones. it was a two-story building. There was like a dance hall. There were two dance it. halls. Wow. Oh, there was one downstairs? There too? was one, yeah. I never realized where, that. where the guys used to get dressed. Yeah, it was another it was dance, dance hall. Wow. Yes. And it was huge. It was huge. And I remember that was a beautiful place. They had the, the, the wooden uh, seats um, into the wall. Uh, and then they had just seats. As a matter of fact, when... Um, uh, Cosmos' sister-in-law was 15. Mm -hmm. Her quinceañera was down, uh, was in the uh, Vestidores place. Down oh, in, uh, in the, the second, the, 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 second, the, the first, first floor. floor. Yeah. Oh, the first floor, yeah. And as you walked into the dressing rooms, there was like this, like, like this fountain chair was just round like that. You said, real, real beautiful. I used to love that building. I love that building too. And it had the 
that grand stage with that nice picture. And it was so there. you didn't get to wrestle there at all. You know what? That was my dream to yeah. wrestle there. <laughs> I had dreams where I was mm-hmm. wrestling at Haka Plaza, yeah, but now I never got, I never had oh. a chance. Yeah, you, know. you were definitely part of the family. I mean, oh, definitely. I yeah. loved. Well, actually, yeah. didn't you actually? Because I think Kurt might have mentioned this before that you were one of the little kids that would get in the ring. Yeah, actually, I remember my my my. And brother, you were actually better than the. <laughs> <laughs> my brother Gustavo uh, had a, a, a mask versus mask match which he won and i remember uh fantomas being my brother's second and i was right there i was cheering on my brother it was a hell of a match yeah and i remember uh my brother you know he said come on come on in so i was all nervous i i went up into the middle of the ring and and i pulled this guy's mask off and dude it was the world to me oh that's awesome yeah that is so cool that was so cool. One thing I, I remember, I loved, they would put these little creative twists into matches at Hatco Plaza. Uh, one of the things is whenever somebody lost a fall, mm. his opponent would take him and chuck him out of the ring. Didn't matter if it was a face or heel. It was mm. like, like tradition. You chuck your opponent out of the ring after you beat him each fall. And then the other thing I loved is when they had a hair versus hair match. I don't know if they did this regularly, mm-hmm. but... Uh, they would shave the guy's head, but they wouldn't shave it cleanly bald. They'd leave a little clumps of hair. And then the next week, he had to sell beer um, yeah. with his back haircut. <laughs> and um, one of my favorite matches was Dos Relevos Chinos, mm-hmm. where you had, you know, it was a three-on-three. Three. Mm-hmm. And then they would clear out, you know, a set of rolls of, of, of chairs uh, on each side. Mm-hmm. And they would put numbers. The samurai match. Yeah, the samurai yes. match, yeah. We, we we call them relevos chinos, uh-huh. so it was one, two, three, and they were it was these these little um, uh, what like like uh, wood plates with a number one, yeah, two, and big three. boards, wood yeah, plywood wood, boards. yeah, wooden plywood boards, and they would put the one. But the the trick was that they would put like like a rubber band, so every time they pulled on it, if you didn't pull it all the way, it would just bounced back. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know you know so you really had to pull it hard. And you had three guys on each side, so in order for to get the first to win the first uh, round, you would have to go over the top and pull down the number one. And I number. remember there was a goalie in front of the boat. There was a, there was a samurai with a belt. Oh jeez! So he's gonna you know he's gonna keep you away from uh, grabbing that number. He's gonna he's gonna hit you with that belt. I had I had one of those matches. It was the most fun I ever had, but it was painful. Yes. That's oh, like a great dude. Idea. It's a great match. I at Hatco Plaza, that would be the match they had for their year. They had it so. once a year. That's yeah. Actually, once a year. Would they like gimmick something like the winner winning team gets something you, out of it? Or? Well you would when somebody did get No, you just won. It was, it was, it was just a win. Yeah. Wrestling for the sake of wrestling. What yeah. I loved is is if you pulled the board off the wall, then the next thing is the captain of the opposing team had to get on his hands and knees and he busted the board yeah, off. Yeah, you would get on his knees and you would bust it in the, over his head. And every everybody had a, a, a chance to do it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That was cool. the every number would you, after you grab the number, it will, you have to practice on this. Yeah, the year end shows at Hatco Plaza were amazing. They were and then, and, and also uh, another thing, you know, my dad, my dad, he 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 always overlooked everything. He mm-hmm. uh, he never overlooked nothing. He always looked at everything, and he was like one of the first persons that opened up a fun. 
you know, for people that got hurt. Oh, that's wow. awesome. Yeah, he had a he had a he actually opened up a, a, a bank account, and at first he was like taking like I think like a dollar or two dollars off of every wrestler, mm-hmm. uh, and and you know, and something from the door and something from the concessions. So you know, he he would gather this money if if the money. You know, if somebody needed it, the money was there. Yeah. But with this money, he also did the dance at the end of the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was a, he was the one he was the one organizing all that stuff. Yeah. You guys he, had a you guys had a dance at the end of the year. Yeah, they, it was a Santa, like a, like a Santa, a like a trophy award. award yeah. yeah. And everybody would get recognized. You would come in your suit yeah. and your mask. Your mask. Oh, it was cool. so cool. I never got to. I remember oh, the, that's right. the, the, the yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> by eighty three, eighty four, I was a teen. I yeah, was 13, so 14, mm-hmm. 15 at the time, and I was. I remember the my first dance I was gonna go to, which I didn't. Uh, but I was looking forward to that because there was. I have actually. I don't have. I don't think I have those pictures. But I have some cool black and white pictures where they, you know, were were, uh, and then everything was catered. It was really mm-hmm. nice. Where my dad and, and Gil are drinking out of this. I don't know if it's like it's a big cup like that, uh-huh. like long, long lady like that, God, with a lot, no, with a bunch of fruit and wow, it was really nice. Yeah. And they went all out, man. They went all out. Um, and and again, again, thanks to my dad, you know, because he was the one organizing all of that stuff. Well, your dad, I mean, your dad was born for the business. I remember, I mean, you remember when I started wrestling, I was in opening matches. Mm. I was the curtain jerker. Yeah. But what never ceased to amaze me was after the match, your dad watched every match, not just the main events, mm-hmm. and he would sit there and tell me what I needed to improve mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's not very many guys in your dad's position mm-hmm. who bothered even watching the Nowadays, they don't even watch the wrestling. Yeah. It's like... It's amazing. You know, yeah, you, the only thing they watch is who's coming in the door. Yeah. That's yes. it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's true. It's, it's, it's amazing because, I mean, it's it's not even... You could talk to somebody who promotes yeah. the show and they won't tell you. They want... Well, see, who's, and, and again, you know, when my dad... You know, my dad said, you know, God rest his soul. He said, um, the last thing I want to do before dying mm-hmm. is promote again. And he did. And he did. You know, I wasn't. I wasn't there for the first show. As a matter of fact, I was uh, in Japan at the time traveling, and you know, when I came back, I asked him, "So, when is your next show?" Mm-hmm. He goes, "I don't think there's going to be a next show." I go, "Why?" Well, what's wrong? What happened? He goes, "Well, let me put it this way: um, I had three associates." Which was Doctor Muerte, mm-hmm. Acero Dorado, and your brother, mm-hmm. you know, who put up some money up front, and so well. Anyways, uh, Sunday came. Uh, you know, you have to set up the ring. You got to put up the chairs. You got to make sure the place is clean. If you know, you know, you got to make sure the concession, everything's there, and then we're gonna sell this, sell that. You know, everything mm-hmm. has to be there. And yeah, you know, uh, Dr. Marte came. He goes, hey, Chua, you know, what about if you do this or if you do that? And, you know, he was there for a couple of minutes and he left. Oh, my gosh. You know, and then uh, when the guys came to wrestle, same thing. You know, hey, you know, maybe you should have done this. You should have done that. Yeah. But nobody, nobody helped, helped. Yeah. you know. And then by the end of the show, they wanted their money back. Oh, <laughs> I go, dude, you know, you, I go, okay, well, I said, I tell him, you know what, don't worry. 
let's take these guys out of the picture. It's, you know, me and you. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do you need? Okay, so I went. I remember I went and I bought this this little brother typewriter with prints and everything. Right. I made some flyers and you know just just a handful of flyers to pass out. And then I went to the print shop and they got like three hundred flyers. Um, and I had um, Jose Luis mm-hmm. uh, go to La Opinion and put out you know at the last minute thing. You know, it has to be. You know, I had to be there by Monday, but, you know, they, they were cool. They were, La Opinion guys, you had got to give them a lot of credit. They were really cool. They always publicize local Yeah. Managers. Oh, yeah. Wow. You know how much they charge? How much uh... Zero. What? Yep. Oh, I was wondering how the, they were, because yeah. I remember seeing advertisements for years of yeah. local wrestling shows in there. Well, and again, you know, you remember, remember uh, uh, La Oveja Negra? Mm-hmm. Well, he had the contact with the people uh-huh. in La Opinion. So he was he was asking my dad for like fifty dollars. That was like a major newspaper. It wasn't like oh yeah oh no yeah yeah. That was and the guy said, "Oh, the guy charges me fifty dollars, you know, to and he was charging to advertise." <laughs> and then it, by you know by the uh, later on he said, "Oh, you know, the guy said it's going to be eighty dollars from now on." Uh, my dad said, "You know what? Right now, uh, you know, I don't mind giving it to you, but right now at this time." Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, so I guess he got mad and he said, well, you know, so he didn't do it anymore. So I went, I, I actually, I went down to where the building was at, right here on 9th Street and, um, I don't know if it's still there or not, on 9th Street and Olive. Uh, they had the, the building from the Opinion right there. So I went there and I remember I bought this, um, I think it was like a cognac bottle or a tequila bottle, mm-hmm. you know, just to give, you know, give yeah. this guy, you know, hey, thanks yeah. for helping us out. But, you know, I wanted to talk to you and, and, and see if we could continue, um, if you could continue, you know, advertising the Lucha Libre, whatever. He goes, yeah, you know, dude, all you got to do is just write up your, 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 your results and your program for next week. And uh, there's only one catch. I go, what's that? That if I have events like uh, basketball or boxing, you know, if 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 if, if that's the case, mm-hmm. um, I'm not gonna put your 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 promotion. Right. But other than that, it's gonna go on the paper. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, well, how much? Uh, how much? No, no, it's free. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I remember for years seeing ads for Hatco Plaza, and oh, yeah. really good size ads, and I was like, wow, this is impressive. Yeah. Um. Uh. Now, Michinoku Pro, you've probably done more tours to Japan than any other uh, independent wrestler here in the L.A. area. Tell us about your first tour there and how you kind of, you know, you know, kind of bonded with the whole crew in Japan. You know, uh, I remember my first... It was... It was I remember talking to you a year prior to the... To the... To going to Japan? Yes. And I remember you telling me that that they wanted seven guys. That's and, right. When Wally Yamaguchi exactly, was... and you had in mind of sending Piloto, Mercurio, Lover Boy, Crazy Boy, uh, my two brothers and myself. Yes. And then I remember you telling me that. Oh no, that was it. I remember. And then the following year, I, I didn't hear from you until the that, no, no, yeah, until the following year. But I remember Platanito giving me a call, and he said, "Hey, guess what? I'm sending my brother Piloto and Mercurio uh, to Japan." I go, "Oh, well, that's great news. Well, good for you. You know, that's cool." 
Oh, I remember. Yeah. And, and and that and that was it. I go. So what do you, what do you need? No, I'm just I just wanted to let you know. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and that was it. And then I guess he called me one more time, or oh, he didn't call me at all until you called me. Mm-hmm. And and I remember, and it was getting like real close to the like two weeks away from from the Japan tour. Yes. <clears throat> I remember Kurt giving me a call, so are you set? Are you ready? I go, for what? <laughs> to go to Japan? I go, no, I'm not going to Japan. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, yes. It's yeah, you. Right. you. You thought we were kidding you. Right? Yeah. You it's, we were, yeah. It was a joke. He goes, no, it's going to be you, <laughs> Pinoto Mercurio. No, no, it's not me. It's it's, it's uh, Loverboy. He goes, no, it's you. <laughs> I go, well, Platanito uh, called me and said that his brother's going. He goes, oh, no, no, he's not going. And then I guess you talk to him. And then he calls me up. And he goes, oh, guess what? My brother can't make it. Oh, wow. You think you could go? <laughs> he goes, you think you could go? I said, yeah, yeah, I, 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 could, I could make it. Well, go hurry up. <laughs> um, I got the paperwork for you. He gives me the paperwork and it says Superboy. <laughs> You should have had your name legally. Was that Red Bastion? <laughs> oh my God! I, 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 you know, I still give him the props. You know, I didn't want to tell him. You know, it's, uh, I I like Patanita. He's cool, man. Yeah. So, anyways, I I get the paperwork and and dude, I didn't I, I didn't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a passport. Yeah. You know, I I you know I didn't know where the. The embassy, the Japanese embassy. I think I called you. You told me, didn't you? Yeah, I told you where it was. Yeah, it was not like a. Um, the thing that made me uncomfortable is they wanted you guys going there without working papers. You know? Oh yeah, and, and I'm glad you. I'm glad. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm glad you. You. You know. You did that because you know. You know what a lot of guys do is that they were taking a, a boat mm-hmm. <laughs> to Japan, dude. It was taking them, like yeah. forever, yeah, forever, and they and they didn't have any working papers, oh, man. My God! So yeah, so you know that was one of the best things that ever happened, mm-hmm. because you know once you get your paper, or, or you know I went down there right away. Really nice people. I filled out the paperwork and bam, 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 and uh, you have your itinerary. Here's my itiner- uh, letter of guarantee. There's everything. Boom, and they just they just seal your passport right there and then. Yeah. And um. I, it was really impressive because the two that they kept bringing back regularly were you and Peloto. And uh, it was funny because before that, I think you chiefly wrestled Mexican style, maybe a little bit of American style. But this was a whole new scene for you. What was it like? Yeah, you know what? I, it was a little bit intimidating going to Japan because I had, at the time, two of the best local wrestlers, uh, which were Piloto and Mercurio, and, and you know they had their fan club, and wow. you know they were really, really working. They were going, to, you know, they were going in and out of uh, TJ, and 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 they were yeah, they were really good at the time. I I wrestled Piloto at back then like about three times, and every time we we wrestled, we just turned it into a brawl. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, you know I didn't like him. He didn't like me. Bottom line, mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, going. I remember going in the plane, and 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 I I went over to Piloto and I called. Look, you know what? Uh, let's put our differences aside. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a big opportunity for all three of us. Um, 
you know, uh, let's go out there and, and really show what we have and, and, you know, put not only Mexico up high, but L.A., because, you know, we're from L.A. now. So it was okay. And I remember vividly uh, the first day I got there, my first match. When, uh, when we got there, Wally Yamaguchi picked us up. Jinsei, Wally, and there was another, I think it was Johnny Genji. And uh, we picked up uh, uh, Beef Wellington Jr. We picked him up. We picked up Jiraiya. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that was it. That was it. It was all for uh, us for. We stayed at Wally's house. He showed us a few tapes of the guys. And, dude, we just kept looking at each other. These guys were fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, are we going to... Are we gonna wrestle these guys? Like, oh my god! I was like, I was blown away. Yeah, literally, I was just blown away. I, I, I was. It came to the point where I think I, I don't think I'm up to there. Well, I remember when Wally first start asked me mm-hmm. who were some wrestlers I could book locally. Mm-hmm. The first two that came to mind were you and Peloto, because I thought you were the two who I I really thought could keep up with them. I, yeah. I, Had you already seen the, the stuff already? Oh yes, yes. And I just knew the whole gist yeah. of Japan wrestling compared to Oh, that's how you went to the yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, I was mind-blown. Because I'd never seen them. Yeah. Yes. I was mind-blown. I was like, oh, my God. I, don't th- I was thinking to myself, I don't think I'll... Uh, well, well, it's going to be a nice experience. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, worst case, you wrestle Yoni Genji in a couple of times. Well, dude, even he was good, dude. <laughs> I know. Oh, he was like, he was like he did the damn. Comedy. He did the comedy stuff, though. Yeah. You could always get away with but, comedy. But no, back, back then, you didn't do comedy. Yeah, that's true. Back then, the, you know, uh, uh, the guys with the comedy was... Uh, it started progressing Delphine, towards, towards the end. Yeah, Delphine and, 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 and Sasuke had a thing for comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Um, but uh, we did the more serious and the wrestling and everything... So, anyways, um, I remember arriving at Morioka, and we took some pictures. There were some samurai outfits, were pretty cool. I remember seeing Sasuke coming in with his tubas and his and his, uh, his shirt. He didn't have a suit because he always wore a suit. Yeah. But that day, I guess you know he that's his hometown. By the oh, way. Okay. So yeah, see so he got there with the he's talking on the phone, mm-hmm. and you know he's talking on the phone. So back then it was a big thing, yeah. you know, having a cell phone. Cell phone was a yeah, luxury. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So I go, oh, look at this guy. He's young. <laughs> You're like he's got a phone. <laughs> no, no, no. But he's young. You know, he's our yeah. age and stuff. You know, and you know he's and he brought he brought this this uh, the car with it. Down there, you can do that. You have this megaphone, and you're announcing the wrestling and yeah. blah blah blah, whatever. I can't understand shit what they were saying, but you know, we we he goes, he goes, he came, he came to the train station in a mask. Oh, trip out! He came with the mask. Hey guys, put on your mask. We gotta go. Oh. <laughs> I go, what is he serious, dude? I have to put on the mask. I go, I gotta put no fucking mask on. Put your mask on. <laughs> so we all put our mask on, and we're like. We're touring the city, dude, in our mask, in yeah. the car. So finally, we they drop us off like three blocks away from the place, dude. We walk from there, and it's and it's in this it's a shopping center. Yeah, our first show was in a shopping center, in the parking lot. Oh, jeez, out in the parking lot. Yeah. So I remember walking through all these, all the people looking at us, touching us, and <laughs> saying all kinds of stuff, and. And I remember going up the escalator and, oh, my God. I was, okay, so 
finally, you know, we got to the place and we 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 actually got dressed in the in the stairwell. Mm-hmm. And we were at the stairwell, and I remember I go, I gotta, I gotta open up my mind and take all this in, so I could never, I could never forget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I remember everybody. I remember Taka. I remember uh, 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 Johnny. Uh, Johnny. Uh, everybody. I can't remember. Right now, I can't remember. <laughs> but I can remember everything. You know, as it happened. I remember sitting down over here, and every every back then we used to have like a little ceremony. Yeah. Where before the match, everybody went up in the ring. Mm-hmm. And I remember meeting Sato for the first time. So from that point on, we clicked. He was like he was like my twin brother I never had. Sato. Mm-hmm. Sato. Wow. Yeah, he's he's he was my age, yeah. and we have the same. Birthday. Sato, Dick Togo. Yeah, Dick Togo. Yeah, and we have Just to making sure because I I could I kind of heard Santo. No, Santo. <laughs> it can't be Santo. It's, it yeah. can't be Santo. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, we 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 clicked and. And we did the main event, yeah. by the way. We did the main event. It was me and Delphin versus um, Sasuke and, and Piloto. Oh, Piloto. Piloto, oh, wow. yeah. And I remember, I thought I was going to do the first match. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, God, I, got up, I, I got dressed pretty fast, and I'm anxious, I'm waiting. And, uh, and then, you know, uh, and then they brought the little paper with the... Thing and it said Celemonia because they did the, the R's <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And I go, what the, what the hell is a Celemonia? Because, <laughs> oh, everybody's going to come out right now, okay, whatever. While it was, you know, translating and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Uh, and so, anyways, after the ceremony, I, I went out there, I watched every match. Mm-hmm. And that was just my style yeah. of, 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 again, scouting. Mm-hmm. Looking with the but you're like, man, this is great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, wow, I had a blast. Yeah. Dude. I had a blast. I'm watching these guys doing moves I've never ever seen, yeah. you know, moving at 100 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. I said, oh my god, you know, I ain't gonna be able to keep up with these guys, man. And uh, so, anyways, um, when, when our time came, yeah, they introduced me. I jumped over the top and I stood there for a couple of pictures. You had the press, you had everything. And um, you know he goes ding 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 first uh, first round starts and Sasuke and Delphin went at it. I said, "Oh my God!" Oh, they weren't they were. I was in the corner like a little kid just enjoying myself, dude. Uh-huh. I was looking at him. I go, "Oh my God!" And every, everything was so nice, so crisp, so right dude. And and finally, when when me and Piloto went in and went in there, they were the same way. Yeah. You know, I, they admitted it to us mm-hmm. that they were the same way, looking at us, enjoying themselves, and and right away the first thing they said, "Oh, this is the Sasuke and the Delphin from LA." LA. Yes, that's the first thing they said, and and it, it was it was mutual, and it, you know we had lots of fun. It was a great match. Uh, the only comedy thing I did, it's it's funny because it wasn't meant to be that way. Uh, I remember Delphin. I told Delphin to set him up. I was going to splash. I was going to do a splash. Yeah, splash and he put him like right really close to the to the rope. Mm-hmm. And I told him, no, dude, he's too close. You know, uh, you know, put him wow. farther. Oh, it puts him all the way to the corner. <laughs> I go, and I was embarrassed to yeah. get out and they walk to the other side. I was, I, I didn't want to do that. 
So I said, oh my God, what am I going to do? I said, I know, I'll, I'll, fuck, I'll just jump and then jump again. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, people love that. Yeah. And they asked me to do it in every fucking match. Oh, oh that's no. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they loved it. They wanted me to do that in every match. But, um, yeah, we had, a, we had a hell of a night. And I remember um, going to eat after that. They took us to a Yakuniku uh, Korean barbecue place. Mm-hmm. And I I didn't know how to use the chopsticks. Piloto, like I said, Piloto and, and Mercurio were a little bit more, you know, they're older, they're, they're more experienced. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they knew how to eat with the sticks and they were, and he was, and you know, they, they had that experience. They were out with the boss yeah. talking and, you know, and I remember I was in the corner uh, trying to trying to fight with my food. And, uh, <laughs> and I remember they were looking over and, and talking about me. And then I asked Piloto, hey, what were they saying? Oh, they think you're really good. You're, you're really, you're great. I go, so, oh, well, I don't think I'm great, but, uh, yeah. you know. But after that, it was just like a match rate in heaven, not, not with everybody. Because I started to put my input. Uh, I saw a lot of potential in the guys, mm-hmm. but, you know, they, they, they had bad habits. Bad habits of getting up. Uh, the, the rest was Japanese kids, kids. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So there were there's still kids. I say kids because yeah, God damn it, uh, uh, Naniwa was like 13 at the time, yeah, you know, wow. and and uh, Kaz Hayashi was, you know, he was. They were all really young. Yeah. Uh, Yaku Hoshikawa. Mm-hmm. They were really. They were they were kids, man. And they had you know because they 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 practiced a strong style. They did, you know, a lot of stuff, and they were lacking a lot of real basic stuff. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, you know, took over the classes before going to the arena. We have a lot of time, so we did going and we did train. And I go, look, come here, you know, do this, do that, you know. And I just started, um, I just started telling them, you know, how to do the things. So from from that point on, I was Maestro Superboy. <laughs> so, I, remember, wow. I remember after you had been touring there for I think about two years, mm-hmm. Physico and I were watching a tape of uh, a Michino Noku Master. Mm-hmm. Not one that you were wearing. It was six a six man tag, mm-hmm. all Japanese guys, but they were doing the exact same you know style of a match that's done here in Los Angeles mm-hmm. Lucha Libre, and we're saying that's Superboy, <laughs> that's his influence, and we were just yeah. we were oh, so yeah. jazzed. Yeah, yeah, I influenced a lot of the guys. You know, they had their own style, which was really nice, really cool. I know, I know, you know, you know who picked up a lot of my style was uh, Kasayashi. Mm-hmm. He picked up a lot of my style. Uh, we were really good friends. And I remember I've, I've seen him again when he was in WCW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he came over, he came over to the house. And, and... And I go next time you come, let me know because he likes pozole. Cause he 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 lived in in um, Mexico for like a year or two. Mm-hmm. So he goes, oh, I love pozole. I go, oh, that's cool. You know, I have my wife. You know, fix you up. You know, some pozole yeah. next time you come. Yeah. yeah, really, really nice guy. Really mm-hmm. good, good friend. He was like one of the guys that I really like. And um, I remember he came over, and I picked him up. I took him to the house and. We just started talking and reminiscing, and and he told me, he told me, you know what? I remember you the first time you came, and I remember you pulling me to the side and telling me a lot of stuff, you know. At the time, it didn't sink in. I, I really didn't understand. 
now I understand. And I thank you for all that advice. This has helped me throughout these years. Yeah. And, you know, coming from a person, he's a big name in Japan. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And, you know, coming from him and and, and just telling me that, uh, you know, that made my day. And you were mentioning you were close with uh, Sato Dick Togo. Yeah, yeah. Again, yeah, we we had we had uh, almost the same style. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember tagging up with him, and we didn't even. I'm serious. We didn't even have to uh, yell or tell each other. Just we knew what to do. You can we just need improvise. To, exactly. Yeah, because he's another guy who's just yeah. We we we, we could we just. Like he knew if I set him up, I was just I was just run, boom, he was there, bam, you know he he had already the guy set up, and we were we just clicked, you know. Uh, another one was uh, uh, Taka, yeah, Taka Michino. He had a lot, a lot of bad habits too, like mm-hmm. when he and he still does that, <laughs> you know, where he get he lands and he gets up like this, you know, he gets up like this, yeah, straight, yeah. I go, dude, someone's gonna come and push you, you're gonna land on your butt. Yeah, I go, stop doing that. But it's a hard habit to break. Yeah, and, and he, I, still, he still does that. Oh yeah, yeah, that's why I said, you know what? It's really a hard habit to break because you've been doing all, all your, all your wrestling life. Yeah. So I'm not gonna change it. Just keep standing up like. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I I had a really good relation with everybody, dude. Everybody. Well, you did. Over- everybody uh, took care of me. Everybody respected me. I respected everybody. Um, and I didn't have a problem with anybody. And um, and and you did over twenty tours there. I mean, you. I did almost ten years. Wow. Yes. Ten years nonstop. And uh, because the, your last tour was the right after the Super J Cup, wasn't it? Or was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that? Yeah, one? I did one more after the J Cup. I did. I, yeah, I did one more show. Yeah. And I think uh, you. No, two. You were usually Superboy, but you had three other ideas. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember Dick Togo <laughs> wanted me to tag up with him because at the time he was a baby face. Mm-hmm. He, uh, uh, Sato, his name was Sato, which uh, in Japanese is sugar. Mm-hmm. Oh. Asuka! I never knew that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Sugar man. Yeah, so, <laughs> so um, uh, he wanted us to go by, by the name of... He came up with a gimmick of the mask. And it was Leon Guerrero. Yes. It was a pretty... Cool outfit, of, like a tiger and stuff like that. Like a yeah, lion. lion. A tiger. <laughs> God, a hybrid. Yeah. A lion. It was a, a liger. liger. It was a liger. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, he did. He did uh, uh, like one tour. He did the gimmick, and then on the, the when I came, he I had an outfit already, and I did it. It didn't work out. Yeah. It didn't work out. Uh, I wasn't too happy about it. Uh, I still did it, you know, yeah. and then that was the first one. And then for the mass tournament, 90, mass tournament for '94, they uh, uh, actually the referee came out with a convict gimmick. That's yes, great, that's a great which, gimmick. Which which awesome. went over very good, yeah. very good. Yeah. In fact, you did when they gave you the convict gimmick. I think I remember you telling me you didn't know the history about who the convict exactly, was. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know that there was a convict like back. Was it the fifties or the sixties? Sixties. The tiger, yeah. tiger mask con- the comic and the convict. yeah, the, the, yeah. The, but there was there. I, there was actually this one American wrestler. Uh, that oh, used uh, to wrestle as a convict. Loud Boy Frazier. Yeah. Wrestled under a hood in Los Angeles. Almost something similar to... It was the exact same outfit. Exactly, yeah. Yes. 
So, uh, so I, I didn't know much about the history. I knew that he was real. How funny, because I thought they were doing it after the, the character of the Tiger Mask comic. Well, they Tiger did. They did. They did it after, yeah. they did after, after that. But I, the first picture I saw when they were promoting me was a picture of that guy. And you know, I come into the picture and I was like, hey, this is not the same guy. <laughs> and um Did but you get I, to keep the outfit? You know what? I yeah, they gave it to me, but I gave it back. Oh, oh no uh, way! Yeah. Oh. yeah. You could have worn it right now, man. <laughs> I know, I would have been my pajama <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I or- give it I order you to fly back and yeah. get, get <laughs> back from them. I yeah. brought it I actually I brought it. I it was in my, my, my drawers for a long time. Yeah. And the last time I went down there, I just took it and, and I left you it. You sold the it on eBay, man. Oh, you could <laughs> have made, made some money. But that was, that. it was a thick outfit. And I remember it was like the summertime. It was oh, so yeah. hot. <laughs> it was so hot. I was just dying in it. But, um, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Uh, and, then, you know, I, I try to change my style a little bit more, more American style, more slow but come on, beautiful people, yeah. man. Because mm-hmm. that body. <laughs> so, but still, I, I did change it up. I yeah. did change it up. I have a match with uh, against Asuki. We did a one on one, and you could tell the difference. I'm not, you know, running at a hundred miles per hour. Is that the one where you're carrying him in that crate? No, no, oh, that's a. Oh, that was funny. That was yeah, yeah. 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 Willie, uh, uh, Willie started doing that with um, Johnny Genji. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh man, that's not. But dude, you really got to speed yes. that. He, I go, I'm getting tired. I go, I do it every day. And once I got in that damn card, and he would literally just throw you, man. Sometimes you will fall on your side, or if you were going to the ring and he, you had to put your feet up or your hands. The, the first time I ever saw a wrestler uh, yeah. slam another wrestler onto that hand cart and roll them across into the wall, I thought, I'm amazed ECW's never done this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and 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 and. and uh, uh, Beef Wellington Jr. Uh, he's one of those natural strong guys. Yeah, dude. I swear to God, you know, and I would do this to all the foreigners that would mm-hmm. come. He goes, "Hey, what do you want to know if you want to train with him?" Mm-hmm. You know, and it happened to me when we, when I first met him. He goes, "Hey, you want to train with me?" Yeah, let's go for it. But dude, that guy, it's like, you know, he he knows a lot of submission moves, dude. He will literally grab you in a submission, oh, a uh, hit, a hit. I mean, a uh, ankle lock or, or an arm bar or something, and he's like this far away from snapping your bone, wow. dude. Mm-hmm. And the more you say, "Yeah, yeah, boy, yeah, that's it, that's it," he would do it oh, more. Man. Wow. And he was just that type of person. Mm-hmm. Really hell of a nice guy. Really cool. He took his shit seriously. How about all the Mexicans that went to uh, with Mitch well, Pro? Well, yeah, I told hey, he won. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember when when uh, uh, Duraco mm-hmm. uh, used to wrestle as Bat Boy, and then uh, Duraco, and then uh, Isteria at the end of Triple A. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I go, hey, he wants to know if you want to trade with him. I already knew, man. He went in there. And he's like, oh, you motherfucker, you want to kill me? <laughs> yeah, but Willie was just a naturally strong and. And I heard I heard rumors that Ken Shamrock thought he was stiff. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Oh yeah. lord. So yeah, that's he's funny. he's he's really he's a real deal. He's a real deal, and 
Uh, poor Joe Kimball, man. He had to wrestle him every day. Oh, Pero Russo. Yeah, Pero Russo. There you go. Really nice and guy, though. Dude, every day he would beat his bloody dude. Wow. Uh, yeah, I remember he uh, Wally, Willie would just grab anything from the floor and hit him over the head. Oh, there was a bottle in there. He had to crack his head open and... And, and we're, we're talking about Biff Wellington or Wellington Wolf? We, well, Wellington Wolf. Yeah, 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 he's calling himself yeah, Biff yeah, Wellington. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, he's yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. yeah, so I, I'm confused too, so don't, yeah. don't ask <laughs> me again. <laughs> don't ask me again. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, um, yeah, and, and just going in with there, you know, this guy was just like, I said, naturally strong. Yes. He would overpower you like nothing, man. So I remember Russo used to talk about him nonstop. Oh, my God. He brought that name. He goes, oh, there's only... You know, uh, Pedro Russo, you say, oh, there's only two, two true wrestlers that I know. One of them is <laughs> this guy, and the other one's Fit Finley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, yeah, you know, and, uh, and yeah, man. The, you know, we, were, we became really good buddies, really close, really good. And I remember the first encounter I had with Willie mm-hmm. was, it was a battle royal. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, this ain't going to hurt me. He, we're friends. We're good friends. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, I have, I have a, another instinct that I felt something, you know, behind me. And I turned. He's like a freight train, dude. Just <laughs> coming with a clothesline, dude. I remember looking at him and just ducking. Boom. And he got me like mid forehead. Like this. He almost ripped my mask off. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> And then I turn, and he's coming back again. And I remember, I go, I got to get this guy. And, and then he's going like this, and I run, and I drop, kick him, boom. Patas a canguro, both feet on the back. And he goes forward, he's tumbling, he's tumbling like that. And then he turns, and I come in with another drop, kicks, bam. You want to kill me? <laughs> like, yeah, I want to kill you. And once I got him in the ropes, dude, every single person <laughs> came over to help me. Throw him out of the <laughs> I'm not kidding. And he's never been tossed out of the out of the ring, especially over the top. Right. Yeah. So his both hands are like this. He's grabbing on to dear life. <laughs> and I have and I remember I, I when I came at it, Adam he kicked up his foot like that and just brought it down. And I grabbed the foot. But he almost took out my shoulder, dude. He's strong and he yeah. could kick. Real thing. Oh yeah. And I remember grabbing his foot and I couldn't take him over. He's the big dude, he's heavy. And like I said, when everybody saw everybody came in and he goes, No, don't push me, I'm gonna fall on my head. <laughs> and he's crying like a little I go, I never seen this guy so big and strong cry like a little baby, man. <laughs> And I, I finally got it, finally got him over. But he never let go of the ropes. Yeah, he went over. He wanted to come back in there and kill me, dude. I swear <laughs> to God. I go, yeah, cabron, yeah. <laughs> get out of here. He stood there for almost all the match, waiting for me to get wow, out. Wow, he was wow. waiting for it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then okay, that was the first time. The second time, he teams up with um, uh, what's this uh. Jerry Lynn. Mm-hmm. He teams up with Jerry Lynn, and I'm thinking, yeah, it's going to be a cool day, and I team up with this Japanese kid, and next thing you know, these two guys, I want to, they want to get me, man, I'm Jerry and, 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 and Willie, what the hell? 
But I had a chain. I had the chain. Yeah, I was you were oh, that's yeah, right. I grabbed the fucking chain and started, come on, fuckers, come on. <laughs> Boom! I hit Wally, Wally over the head. Bam! Oh! <laughs> and then Jeremy comes and I hit him with it. And I roll out of the ring. And Willie starts chasing me. Literally chasing me around the <laughs> ring, dude. And I remember he, he did caught up to me. And he just threw me like a rag doll. And he got on top of me. He was choking me, dude. Damn. He was literally choking me. And I remember I was like this. I was watching. I was seeing Blurry at the time, dude. And he wouldn't let go. I'm telling you, he's a t- he would not let go. And I remember out of desperation, I started just grabbing stuff from the floor. And I grabbed the bag. And I went, bam! <laughs> <laughs> I hit him on the side. And he falls over. And I roll out of him. Roll out of the way, and he went on his back, and I just threw a senton right there. Bam! Sweet. And then I get up, and, and and he gets up, and he starts chasing after me, dude. And there was this like this blackboard right there, and I grabbed it, and I threw it at him. And he's, you want to kill me? You want to kill me? Yo? You know? I go, dude, what do you mean? You trying to kill me, cabron? <laughs> yeah, but he's just, he was just. And he, we were the best of friends, dude. I was gonna say, did you guys go out drinking later that night? <laughs> yeah, we did. He was he, he was so cool. He knew every time we went. You know, he knew every town. Awesome. Uh, he was really cool. He he was the only guy that showed me around. You know, Japanese people, they're not that. Uh, um, what's that word I want to use? Hospitable. I can't say it. Hospitable? Hospitable. There you go. Uh, it's, you know, like, for instance, if when the guys come over here, I would take them out, yeah, you know, yeah. show them the city. No, these guys weren't. weren't. Right. They got to the hotel and that's it. They went out, they did their thing. Never, never called you. And the thing is that, you know, believe it or not, there's a lot of racism in Japan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, but it's it's kept, you know. Yeah, I've heard of like mm-hmm. You know, I, we, I remember the first time we, we all went out. We tried to go into this bar and they were just living. Oh, dame guy jeans, guy jeans, no, guy yeah. jeans. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to have a guide or a Japanese person with you. Go with you, and and it doesn't work all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 it's. Um, Wally showed you some good times, though, didn't he? Oh my goodness, Wally! <laughs> hey, cocksucker, what are you doing? <laughs> you, you know Wally, man. I want to be what I'm doing. I'm sleeping. I'm asleep, dude. What the hell? No, 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 get up. Come on, let's go. And I love then, his American his American dialect was just like he was born. Yeah, to exactly. You're speaking in Japanese and, hey, crazy son of a bitch, what's going on? <laughs> you, and he has a great voice. He sang uh, yes. San Francisco. Oh, yes. my God. He just sang the shit out of it. Oh, dude. you guys karaoke? Yeah, we were with karaoke. <laughs> we were with this, me and, and Piloto were just... Grabbing on this lady. Oh. <laughs> we were, well, he was English, just messing around. And, uh, but yeah, he's, he, and, and he goes, oh, oh, I want you guys to sing. Besame mucho. People started walking out. <laughs> <laughs> I go, no, you, me and Pilota are the worst singers yeah. ever, dude. But Wally has that really nice voice. Really? Yeah, I, I was that. surprised. I wow. was very surprised. And, uh, you know, you see Wally, you don't give two cents for him. He's like this tall, yeah, you don't think legged, you know. But he's, he's cool. He goes, I remember um, I, I had a chain, and I was swinging it. And, you know, he was, he was, he was our partner, right? Mm-hmm. And he walks into the motion of the <laughs> And I caught him, dude. I oh, damn. Him. And the 
chain spins around his head and then it stops and hits him right in the forehead. Ah, oh, you son of a bitch! It hurts, but I can't sell it. I can't sell it. <laughs> oh, man, it was so funny, man. He was a hell of a guy. He goes, yes. dude, whatever you want. You want to drink, you want to eat, whatever you guys want, company pays. Money's not an option. That is so cool. Yeah. Well, he was, was, he was, was his house the most fun place to, to crash at? You know what it place. was? You know, it was a two-story house. Mm-hmm. You know, not, not, not like you expect to see a house here, a wooden house. A like, tall, skinny house. Yeah, there you go. Tall, skinny house. And then in, in the, um, uh, the basement. You know, that's where we slept. Mm-hmm. They pulled out you know, just a bunch of, uh, I guess, like Food pillows. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't pillows, but, you know, they had those, um, uh, we call them petates in, yes. in Mexico. It's like like one of those, like, straw. Like a straw mat. Bland, yeah, mat. Those. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. So we crashed there. It was really great. Wally was the best host. I, you know. Oh, he was um, fun. Yeah, he was really fun. And he had tw- he had twins. Uh, he's a twin, you know mm-hmm. that, right? Yes. And he, uh, at the time with the lady, he I don't know if he's, but he, he had a little baby girl and two boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he was so cool. He man. was a good guy. Did you ever see the twin? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. twins. Yeah, they, they, they were they were I think like one year one year old at the time. Mm-hmm. They were both a year old, and I remember he, dude, I'm telling you, he was like the only guy that every place we went, he would take. Well, he would take me. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, to drink mm-hmm. just to have fun because uh, I don't know for some reason he enjoyed my company dude really and, yeah and, and we would go out and drink and have fun and uh-huh. mess around and you know we, we just, we so just like <laughs> but yeah 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 but Piloto you know well, I, I think it was a like, language barrier yeah you know, right. Piloto was you know his yeah. English was like really his accent was really heavy and yeah. he doesn't really understand much mm-hmm. and he wants to talk Spanish all the time so you know, but yeah, he did. He, did, you know, I, I would call me. Let's call Piloto. Bring that cocksucker over here. <laughs> <laughs> that was his famous favorite yeah. word. And uh, yeah, yeah, we would go out and have have a blast. The first time we went to Japan, uh, we after after a show, we went to uh, we went to this like a uh, bar restaurant. Well, there were all bar restaurants for crying out <laughs> yeah. loud. And there was this really cool place where they had this. Big square table, and you sit on the floor, and um, and so we, you know, everybody's drinking. You know, they bring the sake, they brought the beer, they brought all kinds of stuff, they brought all kinds of food. We're eating, and we're having a blast. And I remember, uh, I said, "Oh, I want to use the bathroom." So I went to the bathroom. At the same time, there was this young boy. Uh, I can't remember his his name. I can't remember his name, but he was like. He was like the slave. <laughs> he was like the new kid on the block. Yeah, poor kid. Yeah. So anyways, he walks with me over to the restroom, and then Wally comes behind me, and as we're, as we're exiting the bathroom, there's this drunk guy that's in the in the, in the the restaurant. But, yeah. You know, that they're eating on the other side, because we had like a little private section. Mm-hmm. And and then this guy, oh, he grabs him by the neck, he starts shaking him. And then he slaps him, and he say, "Oh, a pro wrestler, and this and that." And then I, and then because Wally had already left, and I told Wally, "Hey, dude, this guy." And then, and then, here comes here comes Wally, and grabs the guy and starts telling him shit, and he slaps the shit out of the guy. Really? <laughs> and, he, and then here comes Sasuke, 
And then he grabs the guy and he starts talking shit to him and he slaps the shit. <laughs> and then we're all looking like that and the guy just oh oh and then he walks so he walks so he walks away and then we go in there we and we lock the door and we're all right there everybody's looking at us everybody's looking at each other and but it's just laughing, dude. We're all laughing, which is what happened. <laughs> and then uh, next thing you know, we ordered more beers. We ordered more sake. We broke every dish in that place. <laughs> we were pissing out the window. <laughs> Everybody was just drunk, dude. Yeah. Everybody was laughing at what happened. I remember we left that place like around 3, or 3, 3 in the morning. Three or four in the morning, I can't remember, man. I was, and we just walked to the hotel. I remember, I, I swear to God, I just, I felt like if I, I laid down and I, and I woke back up. I remember that we bunked with that, with I bunked with Piloto that day. Uh, and dude, when I opened up my eyes, everything was just banging, man. <laughs> Everybody was like asleep, and every match was horrible that. The only person that didn't drink was Mercurio. But everybody else oh, got everybody else got bombed. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, but I was funny because we started just cracking up. Because, you know, they slapped the shit out of that. that yeah. Oh, my God. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Was... Now, um, first few years you were wrestling, you know, it was mostly local guys. Uh, do you remember the first time you wrestled... Uh, like somebody who you grew up watching and looking up to, and what yeah, like a big star. Well, you know what? It, even 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 actually, the first time we went, like we were we were the only guys foreigners. We were only only foreigners. Oh, I mean, like actually, no, like here, like here, in... like when you were a rookie. Oh, okay, in LA. okay. Uh, well, actually, I guess everybody. <laughs> yeah, I was such a fan of everybody here that you know, even my oh, first, cool. even my first match, I was. I was honored to wrestle the KKK, mm-hmm. uh, having uh, uh, Santiago has my partner was a big deal. Wrestling the following week, uh, Al Murrieta Gori Chavez, that was yeah. a big deal. Uh, actually, uh, Murrieta was one of my idols. I grew up watching him, and it was just an honor to wrestle him. Um, but one, I could say a wrestler that I wanted to wrestle because I was I was uh, a big fan of his. Uh, just I watched him throughout when I was younger, and I thought he was one of the fastest wrestlers was that ever. Kurt Brown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, aside from Kurt Brown, the clumsiest, uh, not the, fa- the fastest. It not was the uh, uh, Felino. Felino. Oh yes. And I said I want I want to wrestle him one day. Yeah. And yeah, the time came. Uh, it was. Uh, I think he was wrestling as Galeno, mm-hmm. Al Moreto Jr. Yes, he was wrestling as as Al Galeno and Capitan Oro and myself versus Super Super Porky, uh, Felino and oh, uh, uh, Corsario de Plata. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I remember I, I as soon as he jumped, I jumped, dude. Boom! I went in there and we locked up and we threw each other and then he came, he grabbed the leg, he pulled it. He, Covered. I threw, pulled the leg. Covered. I, I. As soon as I went, I did the head spring, and he was impressed. And then he got up with a nip up, and and we were like going back and forth, going back and forth. But at a speed that was like it was like watching a damn uh, 
uh, uh, match and fast forward. You know, it was yeah. you know when he and he was having fun. I was having fun. He goes, "Fuck, let's do that again. Come on." <laughs> and we were talking and we're going at it. And after the match was, I go, he was really impressed. He just told me, "Oh man, I'm you know." That was a great match. Oh, he, was, yeah. he was impressed. He is such an awesome worker. Yeah. Now that and, whole family is so talented. Yeah, and, and I, he was one of the persons that I, I, I was looking forward to a wrestle. And I, I said, I hope I, I have a chance to, to wrestle him. Another person uh, was Phil Mascaras. Mm-hmm. You know, big yeah, fan. Of the, no, big not only fan. that, but you know what? you got to give props with props yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people. I remember... Uh, Conan talking talking shit about him in the win, about how he hip tossed him, how he backdropped him, mm-hmm. how he. I go, dude, I, I want to see you talk right now. Mm-hmm. I want to see somebody, uh, upcoming name, wrestling you right now. See what you know. And I still give Milos a, a, a lot more props than what he yes. deserves. Yeah. You know, and and come on, you know, it's a big difference of ages. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, still Conan. Wrestling. Conan, yeah, Conan, Conan's not even wrestling anymore. Yeah, he's as well as fucked as I am. <laughs> so you know, we should uh, have the two of you wrestling. I know. <laughs> Let's see, the winner gets a new hip. <laughs> uh, and 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 I remember he was talking smack, and and I remember the when I wrestled Mascaras, we wrestled and everything after the show, after the match, I grabbed the mic. And I told him, you know what? Thank you. It was a truly honor to wrestle you. Um, uh, uh, you know, you're a person that has traveled the world, that knows um, knows his way around the ring. Mm-hmm. And it was just an honor. Thank you very much. Yeah. And, uh, and it is. And it is. You know, a lot of people. Oh, man, always the same spot. Always. But dude, if you just look a little bit, if you. If you only had a little bit of the experience that he had, you, you know, it, it's it's just mind blowing, dude. It's yeah. just, mm-hmm. you know, and and he, you know, I I've always given him his props, dude. Very cool. You know, a lot of people ah, he's this, he's that, he's no good. No, no, he is all that and much more. And another person that it's really good. <laughs> you might pause it for a while. <laughs> Another first thing, uh, his brother uh, Dos Caras is exceptionally also a really fact, good brother. I remember that because I remember uh, was that the mass tournament where you worked with him in Michinoku? Yes, we were. Well, uh, tell us about that because I remember you were really impressed with. Him. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Um, after the the knocking, <laughs> <laughs> stop hammering out there. <laughs> uh, I remember um, they made every, everybody made a big deal when he arrived. He had a one-on-one match with uh, uh, Arigato Romero. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying thank you. Arigato Romero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he, just met, he just saw him again. <laughs> I just saw him. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah he saw him. Two weeks ago in Las yeah. Vegas. Oh, wow. So he had, his, he had a match with him, and uh, uh, everybody make him. He's, he's big in Japan. Yes. He's big in Japan. And I remember meeting him. We got along really good. We, we talked. Uh, he was really cool. It was really cool with me. As a matter of fact, I seen him uh, at Anaheim like in 2002 or 2003. Mm-hmm. He was with his son. He introduced me to his son. Mm-hmm. Really, they were both really cool. He goes, oh, he's a good friend of mine. Uh, great wrestler, whatever. I say. We shook hands and, you know, it was pretty cool. But um, uh, 
even even his crazy brother is psychedelic, you know. A lot of people, yeah, you know, a lot of people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he he he. When he was young, he was stiff. He was this and that, whatever. But dude, you know, uh, I always give that respect, especially um, when it's a big name. Another another wrestler I got to wrestle in in Tijuana was uh, Javier Gusano Yanes. Yeah. Oh, yes. And my respects. My respects. I it's had no problems. He's huh? a horrible host. He has his own on wrestling show. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> huh? Turn okay. that off. Okay. Totally. <laughs> and um, let me see another person. Um, yeah, well, actually, it was... Mascaras. Oh, another person I wanted to wrestle and I got a chance to. And we just clicked, had a hell of a time. And afterwards he just came up he came up to me and said that he hadn't had that much fun in a long time in a match. Mm-hmm. And again it was like another encounter with Delino. We went at it, like, oh hey, let's do that again. This is and we went we just went, went back and forth. You're not even gonna believe who it is. Liger. Really? Wow. Yeah. I didn't know you worked with Liger. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I worked with them and it was really cool. Um, and again, you know, going back to the '80s, watching because after you know after Tiger Mask, he mm-hmm. was the next big thing. Yes. And uh, watching, I remember you gave me a video, uh, a Japanese video, mm-hmm. and I was just mind blown by Liger when he did the Shooting Star Press. Yes. Yeah. I go, oh my god. And actually, I knew of, of the wrestlers of Japan, thanks to Kurt, because he, he gave me a bunch of tapes mm-hmm. from over there that I've never seen. Right. And if I hadn't had these tapes, I wouldn't even know who a lot of these people are. Yeah, and, uh, and you know, uh, I always did my homework in, in Mexican wrestlers and, you know, a couple of Japanese like Hamada, mm-hmm. Asai, who were the names. Ooh, yeah, Mexico. Yes. Yeah, Saturo Sayama, who was the original Terror Mask, but... Didn't know much, you know. I didn't know who Baba, like, he had the Baba was. He, I right. knew him because he went out of Mexico and Inoki, you know, mm-hmm. who does not know. Yeah, I didn't know Misawa. I didn't know a lot of the other yeah. names. And, um. The All Japan Women? You didn't oh, know. man. I knew it because of him. Yeah. Like, tapes. Yeah. And I was in, and, and, and I met him. I, I, met, I met most of the Japanese women actually here in the States. When oh, they wrestle, you? yeah, yes. uh, oh, Nakano, Nakano came wrestle. I don't know where, uh, like in like in ninety four, ninety five. Was it the Peace Festival? Oh, the Peace Festival. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So I want to go pick up Sasuke. I think at the hotel that we're all there. Mm-hmm. And then, and when I was in Japan, I went to go check some of the women's uh, wrestling matches. Uh, matches, and uh, they were pretty cool. I took some pictures with them. Mm-hmm. I had some pictures with a with a girl wrestlers. And they were pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. We want to thank you for taking the time to do this interview. Uh, always fun talking to you back. Oh, uh, man. Thanks. Old school lucha, new school lucha, anything lucha. Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll be back hopefully really soon with another edition of Lucha World.